Nerd News Now. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Nerd News Now. We've got Kyle, a Brainy, and a Jen. And we're going to talk to you about nerdy news. I just came to talk about ribs. Not food. What in the world is wrong with you? No, we already announced we're going to talk about ribs. Yeah, it was my whole weekend. Because you won. You're a winner, winner. Yeah, we won the cup. What does it involve? I mean, does, does the food just get eaten by judges or do other people get to try it? We, okay, so we got up at 4.30 in the morning. Oh, my word. Which is like seven and a half hours earlier than I normally get up. And then drove two hours to this guy, and we were in this dude's backyard. Like, this guy who was hosting it just had a big backyard, so he hosted it there. With four inches of snow on the ground. And we froze our butts off, like, all day to cook seven rib bones. Not seven racks of ribs, seven bones to turn in for judges. So do you make extras, or you just just only the seven? No. We made five racks of ribs and picked seven bones out of them. Okay, well, that makes sense. And then, then what you do is you, like, you know, you give your buddies some to be like, see... My stuff's better than your stuff, or you know, you uh, bring them home and you put them. You 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 sell them. Like, we gave a bunch to friends and family, um, because they'd go bad otherwise. Like, but yeah, you you trying to make the seven best bites of barbecue ribs, like, and these people take one bite of your rib and then they throw it away, like. And so it's, you know, it's a wild thing. Like, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to say it out loud. Like, so why not just take off a little piece of the meat from your rib, stick a fork in it, and let them take that rather than throwing away the rest of you have to, you have to turn in the whole bone. That is because well, because so you get judged on three categories: appearance, taste, and tenderness. So your appearance is how they look in the box. The taste is how they taste, and the tenderness is when you bite them how they come off of the bone. So if I was turning in rib tips or something you have to eat with a fork, they couldn't judge tenderness, and you would get a DNF. Did not finish. And then you would come in what we call DAL, or dead ass last. They could be kind enough to at least finish the damn that, rib. That's not how it works, man. Oh, well, and I'm not saying they don't. Like, if you win and like people are just they dig your ribs, they can eat them. But realistically, when these guys are judging, sometimes thirty or forty different ribs, They're just going to take a bite and throw it away. It's like when you're wine tasting or any of that kind of stuff. Like, you don't want to have too much going on. Otherwise, you lose your palate. So what is... So do you have, like, a... Don't tell the secret recipe, but is, do you have something weird in your concoction that people don't, like, think about putting in? Marijuana. Oh, my gosh. No, but if you get judges who are stoners, you're going to win a lot more money. <laughs> no, the honest answer is uh and I will tell the whole world. Uh I don't know. We <laughs> do have a thing that's uniquely ours, but because I don't know what other people are putting in, I couldn't tell you exactly what that thing is. I think I know, but I've got no proof. Uh is it that three of the four people spit in it? No, I will. I will give you. A, I will give you a hint. It is an uncommon fruit juice. Cranberries. No, that's like common. Like it's one of those oh. you got to go to that special section in the store where this is like not all the other fruit juices. It's like the fruit juices like lychee. No, but close. Ooh, yeah. Apricot. No. Diagon. Nope. Anyway, we don't want to give away your secret recipe. Um, you know the things that cheerleaders hold in their hands? Pom poms. It's the first three letters of that. I'm a great. And yeah, that's yummy. 
there's pomegranate juice everywhere in supermarkets. Well, but we use we use a pretty high concentrate one. Like that's I think that's the difference is that we're putting a ton in. Like pretty high concentrate. And then uh one of the other real common things, there are two other real common things in rib cooking that I don't think people think about. One, everybody uses maple syrup, but they just go buy whatever, you know, log cabin. Amber colored, dark maple syrup has a different taste that works really well with pork. And the other thing is honey. If you just go buy a bear off the shelf, you're getting refined honey. We get raw, uncured honey. So it's not been refined, so it's still got all the natural sugars in it. So when it cooks, it crystallizes nice. Hmm? Anyone ever tried molasses? Mm-hmm. It's a strong flavor. That's why turmeric is not a big barbecue spice, but it isn't all in everything else. It's because it's so strong, you lose the, scent, the, the taste of the meat. Meat has taste? Yeah. What? Uh-huh. But down down and dirty, true true to life, the big key is getting the right amount of salt. Like, you can do a whole bunch of stuff, and if your salt's wrong, you're just done. Like, you spend all this money on all these other contraptions and stuff, and if you over-salt or under-salt, you might as well have stayed home. And because every rack of ribs is a little bit different in terms of the amount of meat, you can't just, like, measure your salt. You've got to, like, do it to a certain look and to a certain smell. And It's wild, man, wild. I think it's a, such a cool thing. Like, if we've gone this far in, you know, cooking meat on fire and still are trying to perfect it. I've been looking for years for a St. Elmo medal. You know how people wear like a St. Christopher medal? Yes. Uh, because St. Elmo's Steakhouse in Indianapolis is the best steaks I ever ate. And so I've always said that St. Elmo is the patron saint of cooking meat with fire. <laughs> uh, that's not true. Uh, and if anybody out there is the Pope, don't send me to hell. Um, but <laughs> If anyone out there is the Pope? Yes, if anyone out there is the Pope. Oh, you mean watching us. Right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It, what he don't know won't hurt him, but if he's watching, please, I didn't mean it. Um, no. Uh, but, yeah, so, like, I still can't feel my fingertips on these two fingers because they got so cold. And then, like, we were having to work and stuff, and they got bashed, so they're all bruised up. So, you know, pain. But we won. Yep, we won, and it's uh, it's a big deal for us. Um We've never won anything quite this early in the season. Um, we've done well traditionally towards the end of the season, so September, October, November cooks because we have all season to figure out what we're doing wrong. Right. So getting on it this early in the season means this could be a good year for us. The race has been barred. Yes. But can I just tell you, I put on Facebook that we won at barbecue and I improvised season fries in the air fryer. And that those two accomplishments were too close to each other in my world for it to be healthy. <laughs> and nobody got the joke except for Miss Jen right now. <laughs> and then I got a shipment of hoodies yesterday, new hoodies. And that might have surpassed them both. Because, you know, my brain miscategorizes things apparently. But these new hoodies are super soft and warm. Sponsor me, Foundry Apparel Company. So why? That's what we're nice look, look at. Yeah, it's just a plain gray hoodie, but yeah. they're they are like the J.C. Penny brand, big and tall men's. Foundry Foundry Apparel Company. So they're just really dope hoodies. It's just it's the little things, isn't it, Brainy? It's always the little things. Mm-hmm. Brainy, do you ever wear anything other than black? Is that your like your your? I think I've seen them in blue. I wear different colors. The beauty of black is it goes with everything. 
That is true. My mom doesn't believe that to be true, but I think you're right. White also goes with almost everything, as long as you're wearing some of the contrast. But, you know, it depends. But I do have a very colorful uh, wardrobe. You guys so would you comics pro? Mm -hmm. Brandy, are you going to come and hang out? I will. Um, it might not be as, as exciting as uh, previous years, but you know. Well, no, I can't. But yeah, I did sign up. I signed up for the whole shebang. Of course, I have a meeting that morning as well. But yeah, yeah, it is what it is. We'll figure it out. Interesting to me. They sent out the whole list of people that are signed up for the the all in. It seems like not as big a big a list as I was expecting. When did they send out the list? Um, sometime today I saw they had a list with everyone's names on it. I think the thing is, is like, it's one thing. Like, if you're going to Comics Pro, you're like, you know, kind of separating yourself from your store and going and doing just that. But if you're not like going in person, which no one is this year because it's not an in-person thing, then the draw of getting stuff done is too strong, I think. Agreed. Um, it, it is. Um, I also think the timing may not be the the best this year. Maybe now. They so they have a leaderboard on here of like interactions and things, and I'm low key third. Where are you looking at this, man? On the Hoover website, like, uh, like. You know, you go and you set up your profile, you get your stuff done, and then you, like, interact with the stuff they have already. And you get points for things. And, like, I am third. Congrats. I have no points because I haven't even had a chance to go in and officially find out what I'm doing. You do have some points because I co-invited you to some things. Yay! So I'm, I'm trying to find the, the emails that they sent out. And I can't find anything because I'm looking at archived emails mm -hmm. from last week. I'm like, wow, why can't I find anything from today? In fact, uh, uh, Moira Banks and I are having a nice conversation right now. Or, or earlier, we're having a nice conversation in on here already. So it's like, yay, it's working. We were talking about the use of Discord in live sales. Oh, cool. Ooh, and man, do we uh, think it would work? Yes. I don't. I do. Discord is a it's a it's a good platform. It's I don't disagree with that. I think trying to sell uh, do a live sale on a social network and then having people comment in the Discord. Is where you're gonna is gonna be a shortfall. Why not just do the live sale in Discord? I that would work, but it'd be to a very select and private group. Like that would be that would be you a problem can, as you, you have limited have, reach. You can have an open group in Discord, and sure, but again, it'd be limited to the number of people who are in Discord. Like, oh, I'm pretty sure that you you can do uh, streaming services similar to you know Streamyard and stuff into discord i've not seen that well no i'm saying like discord is going to be your customer base the people who have discords correct whereas youtube is a much more open customer base agree or facebook is a much more open or twitter or insta or even whatnot is probably a much more open customer base so the question is why would you limit your customer base now if you wanted to do a private sale where it's hey this is you guys are my big baller deep roller guys and i've got these big baller keys that i want to you know that i could see the value of i don't know um uh, see i i i'm I, maybe I, okay I, i'm thinking of it as being in addition to what you guys are already doing you know in addition to as right. opposed to 
So I can tell you StreamYard doesn't stream into uh, Discord in a way that would be beneficial because you can stream RTMP into Discord, but you can't get comments back from it. Yeah, that which kind of defeats the purpose, right? Well, to some extent. It depends how you well, sign your team. Right now you can stream to Twitter, but you can't get comments back from it. So, you know. Yep. I think Insta is the same way, right? You can't stream to Insta on anything other than Insta. The, no, there is a... With the yellow duck, you can. Uh, if they find out that you're streaming to Insta using yellow duck, they will take your Insta. They can have my Insta. There's nothing... Well, actually, I shouldn't say that because uh, my staff has been working on it very hard. They finally got it to over 1,000 followers. Right now, TikTok and Insta, if you try to go live on either platform from an outside source other than those platforms, they will take your account away if they catch you. I don't understand that. I don't understand what, what they gain out of that. Um, money. They would still gain the same amount of money. They want these platforms, these like StreamYard or uh, Streamlabs or OBS to pay them to have access to their API code. That's. Yep. You know, at a certain point, and this is, I'm a little upset with Google as well. You know, greed's getting way too out of hand. I can't believe I just said that. I'm really concerned about. I'm really concerned about uh, Google and uh, what is it? Uh, release 100. Enlighten me. So Google, uh, Google, <sighs> Firefox, and Edge are on like build ninety nine or version ninety nine. And many, and so what happens when you go to a website, it checks the version of your browser to see compatibility. Oh, man. Most of those browser compatibility checks are only built for double digits. Um, So Y2K is going to happen 22 years late. (laughs) It will. Um, Actually, I shouldn't say that because uh, right now, Edge and uh, Google, their latest updates are blocking one of our websites. Yep, it's, it's a it's a private website, but we're like it's frustrating because uh, it's old code and it's old code that we don't want to update because we're going to spend a lot of money updating it, and it's something we need. So it's just like you know, for now we've got a workaround, but pretty soon we may have to just start saying bye bye to Edge and Chrome for what we do. Well, rumor has it that Chrome is trying to rush out an update. We'll see if it comes. We'll see. So. What else has happened? Jen, what'd you do with your well what 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 did you guys do with your weekends? I cooked barbecue and that was it. Um I Saturday we had one of the busiest days in the store and I can since I can remember and I cannot tell you why. We didn't have an event going on. We didn't have a sale. There's nothing going on at gaming. It just was people wanting to come in and buy comic bands. They, they were about the comics. Well, people the- are getting people are getting their uh, refund checks starting. Oh, I'm still waiting on last year. Oh, did you file non-electronically? No, I filed electronically, but I'd ask for an audit. Why did you ask for an audit? Because I closed a business, started a business, and was on unemployment for a minute. Why, why would an audit be required at that point? I wanted to make sure I wasn't going to owe anybody anything. Ah, okay. Makes sense. Yeah, so I'm still waiting on last year. I haven't filed for this year because I want to get last year first and then file for this year. Well, don't do what I did. What was that? File on paper? Well, no, because it was a... Um, this, this is many, many, many years ago. And I knew I was going to get a refund, so I didn't file. Um, so when I finally filed, uh, they owed me about uh, 10K in refunds. And, of course, uh, one of the things is you have to file within three years. And I took a little bit longer than three years, so I didn't get my refund. <laughs> <laughs> but, again, you know, I don't mind it. I, I don't mind it. it. It went to... I'm hoping it went to pay for other services that we need anyway. 
At least that's what I like to tell myself. But this weekend, what else did you do, Miss Jen? Um, on Sunday, um, Joe Pruitt from Aftershock drove 11,000 pounds of comic books to me. And we put them in our warehouse. Nice. I got some muscles now. Are you doing fulfillment or are you just like they're your inventory now? Oh, we own them. Wow. So 11,000 pounds. Yeah. What can we equate that to? Like, well, did, did he deliver that, a hippo's that, worth of comics? That is 409 cases. Right. But like, what thing can we equate oh, this to? Like, how many large pizzas is it? Like... I don't know. All I can is tell it, is that the truck that he drove, which was kind of like, it wasn't as big a truck as I thought it would be for that many boxes, but it was one of those, um, looks kind of like a semi on the front, but flat, so straight down, and then um, has like the two wheels, the double wheels in the back. The dually? And no, no lie, this, the front tires looked like they were flat when he pulled in, and the back tires weren't much better. When they had it, when he emptied it, then it looked fine. But I was just like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe you drove this thing from Georgia that way. All right. So um, you're looking at one fifth of a hippopotamus, <laughs> three fourths of an elephant, one and seven tenths of the tongue of a blue whale, about half as heavy as a Tyrannosaurus Rex. There you go. How, how do they two, measure that? Two times as heavy as it's about two times as heavy as a rhinoceros. Two and a half times as heavy as a giraffe. Two fifths as heavy as the anchor of a cruise ship. I'm sorry, you said two times the weight of a rhinoceros. It's about two times as heavy as a rhinoceros. In other words, With ten thousand pounds is two point two times the weight of a rhinoceros, and the way. Uh, an adult black rhinoceros weighs between 4,600 pounds. Which means it weighs about approximately 100 to 150 unicorns. <laughs> since rhinoceroses are just overweight unicorns. Uh-huh. Sure. Oh, yeah. Think about it. Right? They've got those single horns, and they do have a unicorn. Unicorn. And they are a little bit overweight. It's about 10 times as heavy as a grand piano. 11 times as heavy as a horse. So it's like 11 unicorns. Okay. I can keep going because there's this website, The Measure of Things. I think that's a cool... I'm sorry. Producer Jay says I'm body shaming the rhino. I am not body shaming the rhino. I think they look awesome the way they do. I wouldn't want one of them to sit on me, but they look awesome the way they do. And you have to admit, they look just like unicorns. I think they really are unicorns just hiding away their magical powers. Prove me wrong. <laughs> Producer Jay, prove me wrong. You're talking to Justin? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because we're fat shaming a rhino. At least he claims they're, I'm fat shaming a rhino. They're beautifully round. Let them be. I'm trying to see what else is interesting in terms of the weight comparisons here. Um. Oh, and I finally got to go see um, uh, Death on the Nile. Ooh, how'd you like that? I loved it, but I, I love everything that Kenneth does because he's such a great actor and he it feels like he understands what works on the screen and feel like he's good at taking care of his other actors and making sure they have really awesome time on film. I, I don't know. He There's a, a moment in the movie where he, as, his, as the character Hercule, is like standing in front of this woman that he's kind of been having moments with but never going anywhere. He just has got his eyes to the ground and says, perhaps, in like the most hesitant way for someone that's always so assured of themselves. 
and it broke me. And I think it's designed to break everyone. I almost, almost blew the show off tonight to go audition for Murder on the Orient Express. <laughs> but I thought sure. to myself, do I really have time to do a play right now? Maybe no. And the core of the answer was no. I don't really have time to do a play right now. Much as I want to do a play. You would be great at a play, but that's speaking a of plays. Yeah, Brainy, how's your how'd your daughter's play go? It was nice. Um, I only I only saw one of her performances, and it was a performance where she had one of the lead characters, so you know, I got to watch her sing like a bird. Uh, but she had fun. You can tell. I'm sure she's going to post some pictures on Insta and Facebook and stuff. Love it. They did uh, the local community theater here. Uh, and if I can get there this weekend, I'm going to go. Is doing Little Mermaid. Uh, and then the other we have we have a really good com- theater scene here, community theater wise. Um, for a town this size to have five or six like incredibly active theater troops is pretty good um the other one did a play this weekend where the whole thing was gender switched so all the women were played by men and all the men were played by women what, nice. were, they, what were they doing what was the play uh the it's the how the play is written i've never heard of it let me look here um there is no, they are the women are playing the male characters and men are playing the female characters, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Reminds me of a play we did back in junior high school called, and I, I really enjoyed it too. Still, I, I wish somebody would produce it now. The Legend of Georgia McBride. Ooh, I gotta take that out. But there's a play called uh, If Boys Wore the Skirts. It's it's all about uh, it's more about power reversal than it is anything else. We did a uh, before before I bought my store when I had some time off. I did four plays in twelve weeks. Oh my! Oh, that's a lot. Well, we had two the- We had one theater company who was putting up the Odd Couple first, so I was in that version of the Odd Couple. And then I moved into Mary Poppins, where I was mainly just the guy who makes Mary Poppins fly. But I had a small character role because they needed a guy. Right? I was supposed to only be doing tech on that, but I wound up doing a role. Then another theater company was putting up the odd couple, like, just after Mary Poppins closed. So I auditioned and got the same role. So I didn't really have to rehearse. And then we ended up with Arsenic and Old Lace, a show I've done a bunch of times. Uh, and I always play the old woman. Uh, but they let me play it with the beard. Ah! So I just wore, I wore a, a, a wig, uh, a, a, a perm wig, uh, a really long, like, flowery dress like your librarian wore in elementary school. Mm-hmm. Um, and a brassiere that I'm not sure letters go that high as big as this thing was because we took full-on punching bag balloons and put them in there, and I wore the beard. And I did the whole thing with a voice like this. So we did we did four plays in 12 weeks. It was a really good time. And I haven't done anything since. Oh, my. But the thing is, for me, like the odd couple is one of those plays I can just jump into. I've done it so many times now. I know all the lines. I know all the characters. So, I, I uh, think we, I think the experience needs to do in Odd Couples uh, live action, <laughs> a virtual one. Invent yep. every day. Right. <laughs> it's true. It's super true. No, uh, the the I there's a theater company in Monroe, Michigan. So about a half hour, forty minutes from here. Who's doing rent? And I've always wanted to do rent. And I there's really no role for me in that show. But I want to go and audition. But my concern is that I'd get it and wouldn't be able to tell them no because I don't have time to do a full on musical. 
but I would basically kill to play Tom Collins in Rent. Miss Jen, did you do theater? Um, I did some when I was really young, and I haven't done any as an adult except for <laughs> for a little while. Our church for the um, the summer program, the vacation model school, would have one of the stops for the kids that they would take them from room to room so it wasn't boring they were all more stuck in one place they would have a room that would do kind of like dramatizations of the stories they were hearing in their other classes and i got to do that for a couple of years i just went all out like i like decorated the place like it was supposed to be from the era and had props and i had you know really dramatic Enyum music playing while I was doing it. I would, you know, for, it was one of them was talking, it was about a, a, a widow and she was carrying around her husband's shroud. And I was, I would cry. The teachers would cry. <laughs> I was into that part. I like that a lot. Yeah. Those are always, those are always the fun ones when it's like the church is like, we're going to do a play. Who here's got theater background and I run? Yep. Because I'm not playing Jesus. I just, I'm, I'm not doing it. But as the only dude with a theater background, I'm sure they'd ask me. Maybe. Be like, can I play, you know, um, the drunk guy at the party? Like, can I have the comedic role in this play? Is there a way for you guys to tell me something? Have you guys watched The, the Peacemaker? I have. I watched the first half of the first episode. Okay, so just tell me one thing. Is Peacemaker's dad a Nazi? Not exactly. I've got pages where it looks like that's true, but his dad's like a ghost or unkillable, I'm not sure. Um... I just I I know that his dad is part is part of the storyline because it's in the trailer stuff. Well, and I know about his dad from the comics where the white dragon appears, mm. but I've not seen Peacemaker to see how they play it off. Um, hey, he he is really just racist mother. Yeah. Um, okay. But I I think. As opposed to him wanting to kill everybody else that's not white, and he just doesn't want to deal with them. Yeah, I would say he's not so much a racist as he is an equal opportunity hater. Or uh, you know, he's not a Nazi; he's an equal opportunity hater. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't call him a Nazi. I think he is racist. That's bad sure. Yeah, he is in the comics. I don't think he. I don't think he comes out that way so much in. The show. I think he's more like if you took the Grand Wizard of the KKK and, you know, uh, a white supremacist and a a Nazi and a, I don't know, a fascist dictator and, you know, I don't know, that Joseph Comey guy and, uh, I don't know, Q from QAnon and mixed them all together. Is that kind of right? It's just he's kind of a conglomeration of all the awful. No, that's too awful. I think he's awful. I, I just, I don't think he's Nazi awful. But hey, what do I know? Oh, you know, you know stuff. I I want to watch it. I really do. But I get to kind of that first meeting in his trailer in the first episode and go god i'm bored already and turn it off it's 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 a decent show i started watching reacher how are you liking that uh i watched i've watched the first episode and uh spoilers but in the first episode he grabs a guy by the head and pushes his eye in in a prison fight and I'm like, oh, this show's gonna be awesome. 
It is good. I've been binging it. Uh, the other one I found, though, while looking for Reacher was Last One Laughing Canada. Which is this ridiculous reality show um, that has Dave Foley, Caroline Ray, Tom Green, uh, Colin Mockery from Whose Line Is It Anyway, Chumley from, or not Chumley, uh, Kimchi from uh, Kim's Convenience, like a, just a murderer's row, uh, K. Trevor Wilson from Letterkenny. Just a murderer's row of Canadian comedians. And the game is that they're in a room for six hours and they can't laugh. So they're trying as hard as they can to make the other people laugh. Okay. But you can't laugh. And the winner gets $100,000 for charity. It's a ridiculous show and I love it. Have you guys started watching Vox, Vox Machina yet? I am done with Vox Machina. I finally finished it. And since we are on Prime, Marvelous Miss Maisel Season 4 is out. Oh, is that the next one we got to watch? It definitely is. Um, once again, I'm disappointed that it's a once-a-week show. <laughs> But yeah, I'm I'm starting to grow to the to liking the once a week shows. Um, at the same time, like Peacemaker, I think I would have liked it a little bit more if I missed it all. I, I started to lose interest towards the end, just and I think that must just may have been up because I was tired and you know I was like, oh, is this episode over yet? Kind of thing. There's a guy I follow on TikTok who is a PA on Miss Maisel, and like. Part of his job is just to be Tony Shalhoub's coffee guy. <laughs> and so, but he gets to hang out with Tony Shalhoub like the whole day while he's like in character and not in character. And it's like really fascinating about how he's learning his lines and he's working on stuff. And like this guy gets to run lines with them and like really interesting content over there on the TikToks. Huh? And Tony Shalhoub is, yeah, he's a really good actor. Fantastic. Yep. I loved him as Monk and also as that guy he played in Wings whose name I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember his name either, but yes, you're right. Um, he did something else. He's been in some movies that he was really good in. Yep. He kind of reminds me of Paul Giamatti in a way. That you're like, oh, that's clearly Paul Giamatti in that movie. But they're so good at becoming the character. Uh -huh. After a minute, you're like, oh, I totally believe that Harvey Picar looks like Paul Giamatti all of a sudden. <laughs> right. Yes, American Splendor is my favorite uh, Paul Giamatti movie. Anyone who says otherwise is wrong. It's we not all know your, your favorite movie is No Way Home. You've said that to us so many freaking times. The sooner that movie goes away forever, the better off the world will be. Hey, I have yet to watch it, so let's hope it doesn't go away fast. I just bought a... Oh, here's one you guys will be shocked at. I just rented out a whole movie theater for The Batman. Why would that surprise us? Because I don't like movies. <laughs> You talk about them all the time. I don't, I don't like I don't like comic book movies, but I rented out a whole theater for the Batman. I just wanted to be able to yell at the screen in peace. Wait, there there are there have been some amazing comic book movies out there, man. Oh, oh sure. I mean I was a big fan of Blank Man. And what about Road to Perdition? Yeah. And the Johnny Depp movie, um Oh my god, Jack the Ripper one. Are you thinking? Are you are 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 you thinking um, the one that's? Um, oh no, I'm gonna blank on it. I'm blanking on it. <laughs> Sweeney Todd? No, 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 no. Uh, other than other than 
uh what was the movie what is it uh blah, 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 blah. fear and loathing in las vegas from hell honestly i can only think of a couple of johnny depp movies i've ever seen one is so sweeney todd fear and loathing in las vegas is that the right movie where he plays where he plays uh blah, 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 blah. what's his name hunter hunter s thompson Sure, I never saw Fear and Loathing. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's Rum Diaries. I forget. But it's one of those. It's the movie where he plays Hunter S. Thompson. PJ says yes, it is. I've seen uh, 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 one of the pirate movies. I think it's of Penzance. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean of Penzance. And then, um, that's right. I'm going to get a Gilbert and Sullivan joke in. Um and the Charlie Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. Oh, you need to I don't, watch. I don't know that I've ever hell. seen another Johnny Depp movie. Watch From Hell. You'll like it. He did a good job in that. And I'm sure you watched Sin City. Yo, was he in that? No, he was not in that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? But you know, comic book related movies that are yeah, that are. I liked so the spirit. The spirit was good as well. It wasn't. There was too much blue dong in Watchmen, so I had to pick the spirit because <laughs> it came out around the same time. You know what? Watchmen could have been a little better. It, it could have been better. Could have had less blue dong. Yeah. The blue dong has an importance in that story arc, so. It does, but I'm just saying there could have been less. <laughs> there could have been more squids. <laughs> I wonder how different that would have been if they stuck with the original storyline. Whether anyone would have liked it at all or if they'd have been like, this is ridiculous. Everybody would have been like, this is ridiculous. But it worked in the TV show. Because they, they bring the squids into the TV show, so it works. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm very excited for what was the movie uh, Aftershock just announced um, it's going to bug me that I can't think of it right now well I can't say anything because I just saw the entire list so now I don't trust myself to know anything no I there was one that they just made a big announcement I'll find it hold on dead something yeah dead 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 days uh, dead. Dead. Hmm? dead day yeah dead day that's Aftershock Yes. I don't know why I kept thinking that was Source Point. Man, I am getting my small publishers mixed up now. They make nope. so much good stuff. Uh-huh. Speaking of Source Point, did you see that the the Doctor Christie Blanche and Garrett Gunn go on a uh, 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 Thelma yeah. and Louise style road trip? Kicked off this weekend, and, and they yep. left me out. Yeah. Well, because they knew you'd just jump in the trunk of the car and they'd wind up taking you over the cliff with them. Yeah. I was hoping for that. In fact, I was hoping they'd back up so I'd be the first one. No, we're going to... Uh, I think I'm going to see them in Cleveland and Columbus. And uh, I'm going to try and convince them to let me shoot the trip from Cleveland to Columbus uh, a la Smokey and the Bandit. Ooh, I like... They're they're with me March first, in which I finally get my giant locker of nonsense. <laughs> it's true, you did buy a giant box of nonsense. I love Wait, it. You bought you bought uh, Kyle's closet. No, I bought the, the Kickstarter thousand dollar locker of nonsense. I Brainy, I don't have a locker of nonsense. I have a locker of nonsense. It's just a bunch of nuns trapped in a closet. <laughs> I'm not going there. <laughs> They're singing an R. Kelly song. Oh, oh. I'm definitely not no. going there. No. Oh, my God. Should we talk about the new books that are out this week so we can get out of this situation? Yeah, let's do that. Please. 
Netflix. All right. Well, David Boer has a new Firefly book out. Yes. We talked about that today, and I'm so excited. It was so funny. I don't know why I had forgotten that. He pointed at the Firefly thing behind him, and I was like, what? Oh. Because I just wanted to talk about rain. So. <laughs> well, and I, I, when I texted him, I went, hey, she's probably going to want to talk mostly about rain, but also Firefly. So, and see, this is what happens when you don't read my texts, because I text you, hey, can you, can you text David, before you went live, can you text David Boer about the new Firefly book? And then I realized, oh, she goes live in like 30 seconds. <laughs> I guess I'll text him. Yep. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, the all new Firefly has, Kaylee is the captain now. Mm-hmm. I did. I forgot to ask him whether he's continuing on the storyline that has um, uh, Wash and Zoe kid. I can't remember if there's one or two of them that they're from that other series. Yeah, I don't know. Um, other things that are of note: uh, heavy metal drummer. Maybe is out this week. Maybe it was out last week. Who knows? This week. I'm looking at the actual invoice, so if you want to have verification or things. It's one of those that they're always on, like, every Behemoth book is on my list two weeks in a row. Yeah. So I feel like they'll get it at some point. Um, a book that looks interesting to me from a company I've never heard of called Domino Books. Jaywalk number one. Or did I miss such things? Man. That makes two of us. It may be a direct or something. It's a $10 cover price from Sam Siegel, huh. uh, which is the name I know only because I follow him on social media. Um, but it's a, it's a quarterly anthology. Um. Trade paperback wise uh, from Fair Square Publishing uh, and guest of Dan Wickline on Wednesday uh, for Fabrice Sapolsky, uh, One Hit Wonder, which originally came out from Image but is now coming out from his own company, Fair Square Publishing or Fair Square Press, that uh, is a company both of you, knowing you, are going to want to look into. Because they are doing really cool things with creator owned. I like. They have like three different colors, like blue, red, and green. Mm -hmm. If it's the Fair Square Green, it's owned by Fair Square, which means it's a Fabrice book. If it's Fair Square Blue, it's one hundred percent owned by the creator, and all Fair Square doing is distribution. Okay. If it's Fair Square Red. It's like a split where it's the creator brought it to Fair Square and they've worked out sort of the image deal. Okay. Right. It, so it, it allows the creator the autonomy to make a decision about how much they're willing to give up of their project, if any, you know, and what Fair Square can do to help them. And that may be all wrong. I may have said that wrong, but it's something to that effect. Oh, gotcha. Uh, when we interviewed him for the EXP Expo, he laid it all out. And it was one of those things going, this is really smart. Uh -huh. He's somebody, Fabrice, who got has been burned by the system a couple of times. Yeah. So he's out to sort of reinvent the system. What a fool. Well, it's the right time to do it, right? Because people are getting more and more used to buying from multiple places. So why not? Well, I mean, he's got distribution through Diamond. Like, it's one of those is like when he says reinvent the system, he means like offer alt options for creator owned, which is a great idea. I mean, yeah. it's, it's basically balancing out both the uh, you know, creator owned and publishing. Because there, there are some creators that just want to work on a different project and they may not have something they've created themselves. So it's a great, it's a great mix. But I, I like, but I believe AfterShock and SourcePoint and Scout—they all do that, they right? It's he has a little bit of a different direction than those guys. Like, 
where it's because he's not some big company publisher guy. Like it's it's a, it's a very different kind of thing. Like uh, one of the other things they're offering at at Fair Square is a a magazine. Um, uh, let me uh, let me tell you exactly what it's called here. Uh, Mutiny Magazine, which is a uh, anthology magazine that they're sending out, a la Wizard. But it's, let's say, you can't afford to make a full comic on a regular schedule. Like, you can maybe make 10 pages every quarter. Publish your 10 pages in Mutiny Magazine, and then when you've got a finished book, put out the trade. So similar to, like, a Shonen Jump or the, yeah. up, the Upstart or up whatever a mm-hmm. He was doing. Yep. Upshot. Yeah. Upshot. Yeah. I, yeah I, I, like, re- I really like the company. I really like its kind of concept. And Fabrice is a good dude. So. Cool. We'll check it out when it starts uh, being uh, published. I'm very That's excited. This week. I finally see on my list. The Jim Lee X-Men Artist Edition second print because I missed the first print like a dummy. I bet a customer I'm waiting on it for, I don't know, a year. Um, I don't know if you guys are getting Emo Girl. Yep. I had heard that that was very good. I am unfortunately did not order, at least in my opinion, I, I think we ordered much less than we should have. But it is getting it is getting harder and harder to order comic books nowadays. Because you never know what's going to get delayed. You never know what's going to be a big hit. You never know what's going to happen. So it's getting harder. It's getting harder to take risks on uh, smaller publishers, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, uh, Scout's back this week after some kind of hit or miss weeks there. Scout, we all knew was what was happening, though. Right, right. It's yeah. one of those, yeah. but that's what I'm saying is that they've got, you know, this is their back on schedule now. Uh, you promised me Darkness, the trade paperback for the first volume, comes out uh, this week as well. Uh, Radio Apocalypse number two. I'm excited. Man, it's been a long time since the last one. There's a, there's a new book from Kyle Higgins that every time I read the cover, I've read the title. Since it was announced, I've gotten the song Supermassive Black Hole stuck in my head. Yeah, I that one. Uh, it's called Supermassive. Uh-huh. How did I miss that? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I, okay, I must be brain dead. I'm like, how do you spell super? <laughs> Starts with the S and ends with the ooper. Uh, and then the last book on my pull list this week, uh, We Ride Titans, number two from Vault. But I'm sorry, did you mention Killer Affairs? Uh, it might be out, but it's not on my list. Like on my pull list. I don't have it on my list. Oh. I have it on. Oh, I messed this up. That was a... Might be under T, Jen. No, it's killer. It's under K. Mm-hmm. On my list, it's under T. That's why I'm like, oh, I don't know about that book. The Killer Affair? Yes. It's The Killer, colon, Affairs of State. Wait. Uh, mine just says Killer Affair. At least the invoice says Killer Affair of States. Right. Mine says The Killer, colon, Affairs of State, Affairs of the State number one. That, from that Boom Studios. That may have been the original title. Yeah, I again. I have yeah, no a, idea. It's a Boom Studio book. I will tell you this: there's no colon on the cover. No. No, there is not. I am excited that uh, Vault is out the Ethan Vault Reserve. Oh, with the hidden. Yeah, hypothetically, Heathen's eventually going to be out on, you know, a movie. 
for once impossible to get. And then I have, I'm super excited for Mighty Thor, my first Marvel board book. I love kids books. Yeah, I mean, I don't, there normally there's a few trades that are, you know, that we don't talk about in this show that are for me, but uh, this week it's literally just one hit wonder. Uh, Chamber of Terror. Is that like the Chamber of Secrets, Weird Cousin? I don't know, I'm trying to figure out, we have it on our list. It's by Advent Comics. Yeah, I just have a few of those. Huh. Okay. I guess we're getting that. Um, I like to know what um, Cat's girlfriend and Cat's friend trade paperback is. Uh huh. I put that on my list. I can't remember what Frankenfreud is, but I'm pretty sure that's awesome. Wait, Frankenfreud? Frank and Freud. I don't see Frankenfreud. I thought it was a graphic novel that was based on uh, like actual interaction. So it's F R E U I like Freud, right? Freud, yeah. And Frank is F R I N K. Hmm. I may have to pick a copy up. Yeah, my the description of it maybe like I I buy a lot of things that are historically based because I have a lot of teachers that shop with us. And I keep them in a specific section so that they because they they know that kids will read those kinds of things, but maybe not biography. That's yeah. I could see that. I uh I had a I had a friend come to me. His daughter's a freshman. Uh-huh. And her teachers gave her a project on the history of comic books. And they were looking for recommendations, and I had some. And I go, "Would you send me the exact prompt they got that she got sent home with?" Uh-huh. And I didn't ask who the teachers were. And I read the prompt, and I go, "I know exactly who these teachers are." So I ask, and sure enough, it's uh, two teachers that I had in high school. Who, after high school, when I was in college, I used to go to their house and drink because we became friends. Uh-huh. Um. And then once I opened the store, they were customers. Like, we, we bonded in high school over comic books. And then, like, we would go to Comic-Con together and stuff. And now then they became customers. These guys are setting me up to try to get me to loan them a very rare Wonder Woman comic that I have. Uh-huh. So that they can steal it from this poor girl. And they're, st- they're in steal it from me just to mess with me. You know, like, it just came out last month called the American History Comics. I sold my copy. <laughs> yeah, no, it's... it's I these They're specifically setting her up for me to send in my first appearance of Nubia so that they can steal it just to troll me. Like, they'll, she'll bring it in and be like, here, I want to present this. And they're like, we're going to have to confiscate that. Again, it's I've known these guys for 20 years now. Uh-huh. So I sent them a text and I go, you guys owe me big. And they go, why? I go, I'm 33 years old and you got me doing homework. <laughs> thought when I graduated, I was done with you. But. All right, it looks like we're coming uh, close to the hour. Yeah. So uh, anything else for the good of the order? All right. All right, oh. Steve. Good. I was going to say, I was able to uh, fight it off. For those uh, Peyton Manning fans, sorry guys, no new Emily in Paris news this week. But there is Peyton Manning news, so go look at that. Yeah, it's not as important. That's very true. Thank you for watching Nerd News Now, part of the Kingdom of Geekdom on Woodlands Online, sponsored by the Adventure Begins Comics and Games and Space Cadets Collection Collection. Check out other shows on Woodlands Online, like Weekly Fallout Sports Talk, The Adventure Begins Show, Four Reels, The Best You, Between the Trees Business Talk, and much more. Is Between the Trees Business Talk a play on it's the Woodlands? I was going to ask. Yes. 
Not a play on Between Two Ferns? No. Eh. You can watch all of these on Woodlands Online and our partner station, KVQT HD 21, over the air on your TV. All of these shows and more on Roku right now. Just search and add Woodlands Online TV to your streaming lineup. You can now listen to our podcast show on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and on Amazon. For producer Justin, who's yelling no at the top of his lungs in the background, Brainy and Miss Jen, I've been Kyle, and this has been Nerd News Now. <laughs>